This is the WHL This Week Radio Edition, presented by the Western Hockey League. Here's your host, John Keane. And welcome to the show. Leading off in moments, Vice President of Scouting for NHL Central Scouting, Dan Marr, on what looks to be a strong year ahead for the WHL. The preliminary players to watch list for the 2024 NHL Draft is out, and Dan will lead off the show. In Wenatchee, coaching veteran Roy Sommer has taken over the bench. He's the all-time leader in coaching wins in the American Hockey League, now up for a new challenge as he gets back to his roots. And the Tempo WHL Player of the Week is Kelowna Rockets forward Andrew Crystal, one of the top scorers in the league to start the season. He'll wrap up the show. First up. 63 WHL players have been named to the NHL Central Scouting's preliminary players to watch list for the 2024 NHL drafts. I spoke with Vice President of Scouting for NHL Central Scouting, Dan Marr, on what's expected to be a strong draft year for the WHL. There's a new ranking system we should uh, inform everybody with this year. A, B, C, which is normal, uh, but now a W uh, ranking can be assigned to a player. Let's talk about the new ranking system and, and what it means. Well, the NHL clubs, they just felt that there's too much of a distinction between a C player being fourth, fifth, sixth rounder. Too much distinction between the fourth and sixth rounder. So we decided we'll, <clears throat> we'll go with a C will indicate a mid-round, fourth, fifth rounder, and then we'll use the W to be a sixth, seventh rounder. In the past, we didn't feel we had to indicate who might be a late-round, seventh-round pick for the clubs. As you're aware, a lot of times teams have a player in their back pocket that they that they take in the seventh round. Hmm. But in order to, to make it work, uh, so what, what really has happened here, we actually have more players on our list by including these Ws. And just like with respect to the WHL, uh, this year we have 63 players on the preliminary, that includes the W. Last year we had 43, which was just an, an ABC. And we get just uh, we just get to recognize more players, but the Ws are showing some of these first-year players in particular who don't often get a lot of playing time at the start of the year here. And it's just to let them know that they're on the radar and that they have the potential to move up once we get more more views on them and once they get more games played. It makes a lot of sense. It gets a lot more players involved, like you said, and uh, maybe someone doesn't come completely off the radar here at some point uh, on draft day for sure. Uh, Dan, I want to ask you about uh, six players assigned A ratings from the WHL, and I think that might be led uh, by a forward in Spokane, Berkeley Catton, uh, who's off to a good start with the Spokane Chiefs, a former first overall prospects pick in our league. Uh, What have you seen out of Berkeley Catton so far this year? Well, it started uh, with the Holinka tournament back in the summer where he was the team captain. He just stands out because he's such a smart, creative player. Uh, you're always, all the reports when I go through there is just quick and clever, quick and clever. Uh, he, he's an elite offensive talent, strong skater, uh, good strength for his size. He's just a high-end talent that's consistent game in and game out for our, for our scouts when they're at the games. There's a defenseman that's very intriguing to me, and I've only seen him live once, and he has come up with a sort of a well-rounded offensive and defensive game. He's six foot three, Calgary Hitman defenseman Carter Yakumchuk, and uh, he just seems to be a rising star. Uh, tell me more about what you've seen from Yakumchuk. Well, so far at the start of the year, he's just popped every game. 
And he's one of those defensemen, uh, you know, it's his second year, but he's a strong, solid athlete. So, like, he moves like an athlete, skates like an athlete, carries himself with a presence. But he's one of those guys, he's just comfortable with the puck on his stick. And those those guys are sometimes hard to find where the puck will just kind of stay with them. At the offensive blue line, he can handle and move the puck. Uh, out of his out of the D zone, he can make the first pass there. He has good vision, seeing the ice. So sometimes the the choices and decisions they they make when things are going well, they try and try too much, or they get a little draftitis there. We're the only thing we're looking to see him improve on is his risk management decisions as the game moves along when he's moving the puck. But like I said, he he's got the puck skills to be a puck moving skating defenseman. And those are a pretty high priority on NHL's club's wish list. I'm going to ask you about one more A-rated player, and he has the big frame with the Edmonton Oil Kings, a centerman, 6'5", 201 pounds, Adam Yeko uh, out of Czechia, and he's a player that most haven't probably seen in North America, now in his first year in the WHL as an import pick. Uh, more on Adam Yeko, if you can, Dan. Right, he, he's another player that... Uh, he had a lot of eyes laid on him at the at the Holinka tournament. Uh, big winger with really good size, strength, asset, um, and he's transitioning here. He, he's a lanky guy, so he's still learning to adjust to utilize his size, strength, asset in the, in the North American game. But he's a very good skater. He's got speed, and he can make plays at speed. Right now, he he started off there where he's contributing. I see he's hit a little bit of a dry spell, but you have to allow for these players to go around the block. And right now it seems he was doing a little better on the road. Now they have a stretch of home games and he's kind of coming up dry. But what we like is he's still getting the chances. He works hard. He makes things happen and he's getting chances and he has all the tools to, to be an offensive player. So uh, we, we just think the, the upside potential is quite good. Dan, how would you say the Western Hockey League as a whole stacks up? It was a great 2005 born class led by Connor Bedard, and there was a lot of attention on the 2005s, and there was a ton of first-rounders here. But this season here, this group of WHLers, where would you say it stacks up around the rest of maybe North America and the world? Well, we, we've got six players that we've graded with an A now. And, you know, hopefully none of them move down to a B, but there could be one or two. But when we look at our B skaters, um, uh, Tariq Parischak, and I don't know if I've said that correctly, from Prince George, uh, Tiz Aginla up the road from in Kelowna, these these players here are, are making some really good strides in their game. Uh, Carson Wetch is coming along. Charlie Alec and Brandon's coming along. So the draft class could actually get deeper for the WHL as the season moves along. And a lot of the players that I just mentioned, they're off to really good starts on their, on their team. Right now, out of the three leagues in the, in the Canadian Hockey League, the WHL has the most A and B prospects. And I would say it's a very deep year for the WHL. When you go back and look at the draft history, the players that get taken in the soft top three rounds, you know, uh, Players in the NHL, when you go back and look, it's around a little over 70% of them are taken in the ter- in the first three rounds. And I think there's going to be a lot of players from the WHL that go in the top three rounds this year. And this is an early view, but 
A lot of these players are off to really good starts, and they're playing to their expectations. And as a scout, you'd like them to have a, a, a three-star performance every, every game you go to. But as long as they're playing up to their expectations, they're working hard and getting chances, then things will, will kind of fall into place. Our, our staff were pretty teed up thinking that this is going to be another strong year for the WHL in the 2024 draft. That's great to hear for sure. It's a long scouting season. You're just getting started. Like These are the preliminary players to watch. This is just a list. There's the midterm rankings. There's the final rankings. So there's potentially a lot of movement ahead between now and and basically April. There definitely will be a lot of movement. Um, Right now, we've got three players that we think are vying to be the number one pick in this draft. And then after that, it's wide open. Uh, There's a lot of players that you can say are top 10, top 15, and they're going to continue to to move up and down and and fluctuate as the season goes along. It's a difficult time to draft year for some of these players when you don't want them, we call it draftitis, where they feel they have to go out and do more. The least concern they should have is about their points. It's just scouts like it when they go there, they see a hardworking guy who gets chances, makes things happen. Sometimes... The puck doesn't go in, your snake bit, the goalie's hot, your teammates just don't get in the right spot or finish on the play. But as long as the scouts are seeing the player's skills and attributes at work, they're, they're quite content. Stats are a, a misnomer sometimes when it comes to the draft rankings. That's great advice, Dan, and uh, hopefully uh, well uh, well received across the WHL. Uh, fantastic breakdown here. I know it's a long season. You do a lot of these interviews, uh, but it's a lot of work to track down all the best draft-eligible prospects for the NHL for this summer ahead. So uh, happy scouting to you, Dan, and appreciate your time here on WHL this week. All right. I'll see you on the road. You're listening to the WHL This Week Radio Edition. After a long run in the American Hockey League, which included over 800 wins and the league's all-time coaching wins record, Roy Sommer is back in junior. The California native is the new head coach of the Wenatchee Wild. Roy, you've had a long coaching career, and and the road has taken you to the Wenatchee Wild of the WHL. You probably didn't project this a a few years ago, but uh, here you are, and your initial thoughts of getting back to junior, getting back to this junior level, and where it's a little bit more coaching and teaching, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm finding that out kind of the hard, kind of like trial by fire. But I mean, if you look at the Western Hockey League, that's where I got my start. That was like, that was 46 years ago, or actually 48 years ago when I played uh, for the Calgary Centennials. So everything's a big circle. But uh, no, it's actually, it's been kind of, it's been fun, refreshing. The guys are like sponges. So. It's been, uh, it's going to be a challenge, like we got a challenge ahead of us, but uh, so far it's been fun. You're used to coaching that, uh, you know, 22 to 32-year-old, like a lot of these, you know, people have families and are uh, veteran pro hockey players. You're with 16 to 20-year-olds now. What's what's the transition like for you, Roy? Um, I think the biggest thing, you know, like coaching, like in the American League or, you know, in the NHL is, Everyone has their, you know, their habits and and routines, and that's what we're trying to establish here. These guys kind of are like all over the place. Like they'll come in, and you know they're supposed to be out like a team stretch the other day, and I didn't say anything. I just figured they would do it, but they didn't. Like a couple guys are out there, and so I guess trying to establish routines for them and what works for them. Up there, you don't have to guys 
work out on their own pretty well. I mean, there, there's team, you know, workouts and stuff, so they would be there. These guys, you kind of have to tell them everything. I'm finding that out. That part of it's a little bit different, but uh, the teaching stuff is, uh, again, like things I thought that they would know, like just kind of like passing the puck. Like some guys still slapped it and it wasn't flat, and so we kind of went over that the first day. So it, there's, there's a lot of teaching involved, but uh, they're getting it. Roy, I want to ask you about your hockey journey. Like you were in California, you know, like roller hockey, and, and you go up in, into Western Canada and you're in Calgary. Uh, tell me about that journey. You're sort of credited as being one of the first California hockey players to break into the NHL. Yeah, I think I was, you know, like for the, the time. There was, uh, I think Craig Cox was the second guy. But, uh, yeah, he came out. Um, uh, I went to a hockey school. You, you don't have enough time to put all this in here, so I'm going to make the, a short version for you. But I went to a hockey school in uh, Nelson, uh, British Columbia. Yeah. And uh, it was the International Hockey Clinic. I think that's what it was called. But I, I went there since I was 10. Used to drive up there, do the school for a couple of weeks. And then when I was uh, 16, at the end of the two weeks, they would have a little scrimmage. And a scout was there by the name of Wayne Myers. And uh, he saw me and asked me to come out for the Oil Kings. And that uh, summer, in the fall, I ended up going out for the Oil Kings. Didn't make that, but I made the uh, Spruce Grove Mets. And that was uh, Doug Messier was coaching uh, Mark's father. And, uh, you know, I, I came from playing in California maybe 30 games a year. To I think that year we played 120 because we ended up winning the Centennial Cup. And... Uh, Kind of got my career started. Then the next year, I was traded to the Calgary Centennials and played two years there and was drafted. And that's kind of how I got started. Well, it's a, it's a great story uh, and one that you know you're back now in the WHL coaching. You're probably still learning what you have in here in Wenatchee, and you probably realize that maybe your two best players are still with NHL teams and Zach Benson and, and Matt Savoy here. So when you look at what you have and you know what the road ahead is like in a very competitive U.S. division, what do you see? Well, you know what? The last couple games, like the, I think the the first two games, you know, we played against Seattle. So I kind of thought I saw the American or the U.S. division, and they were pretty good. You know, we lost four two with an empty net, but I thought they were the better team. And then uh, then we went down to Tri Cities, which was a game that could have gone either way, and it was a two one game. And then the last two games at home, you know, uh, we played, uh, you know, Brandon Vancouver and. We actually played pretty good. I think our scoring chances were, we had 28 scoring chances against Brandon the other day and then 23 or 24 against uh, Vancouver. So, you know, the offense is starting to come. We changed the lines around a little bit. And uh, so two big wins for us this weekend. And they did a lot of good stuff. We changed some things in the OZ, in the neutral zone, in the D zone. and. You know, actually, the guys, you know, you know, to their credit, they've kind of picked stuff up pretty quick. I almost missed a, a, photo, a photographic moment here. You were in a conversation with Don Hay, who is the all-time winningest coach in the WHL. Sean Clouston as well. He's the active most wins in the WHL. And then yourself, all-time wins in the American League. I mean, that's a pretty cool conversation, I'm sure. <laughs> we didn't talk about that. <laughs> you know, like when you're around so much, there, there's wins and then there's also losses. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, who would have thought, you know, I came out of, uh, you know, I, I was coaching in the East Coast Hockey League and went out to California to coach roller hockey. And 
when I was out there, I ended up interviewing for an assistant job with the San Jose Sharks. And, you know, I found out late in the summer that I got it. And that was kind of my start. You know, I worked for Al Sims and then the next year, Daryl Sutter. And then the American League job came up and I kind of wanted my own team. And I interviewed and got that. And 25 years later, who would have thought? <laughs> yeah. Now you're here and uh, you're going to put forth in the Western League with the Wenatchee Wild. Appreciate your time here and uh, best of luck this season. Thank you. The Western Hockey League Player of the Week. Right point to Souza. Guns it down low. Crystal The Royals have been crystallized. What a great piece of hand-eye coordination. Right at the side of the Royal goal. How did he get it in? Hey, it was a good week for Kelowna Rockets forward Andrew Crystal. He's the Tempo WHL Player of the Week, and Regan Bartell caught up with him. Well, AC, great week for you personally. Nine points in only three games. Uh, tell me about the week that was. You had a chance to take on some teams you really don't know a whole lot about, including a goaltender Tri-City you don't know a whole lot about, but uh, you played pretty well. Yeah, it was a good week, obviously. Uh, I think, you know, we got the three wins, which is huge, and um, I think my week only had a goal, but a lot of assists, so the guys were putting in some pucks for me, which was nice, but um, yeah, no, it was a good week to get the, the three wins for sure. When you look at these statistics, as you said, you're you're among the leaders in assists in the WHL. Is that good by you? Yeah, I mean, uh, they don't really, I don't really care which it's either a goal or assist. I think, you know, at least you're contributing. And, you know, I definitely like to pass the puck uh, as well as shoot it. So, um, no, I definitely love assists too. So, One of the goals you did score doesn't count. Well, it counts in terms of your club recording the victory. It was the technically the game-winning goal in Tri-City. You beat a rookie goaltender with the Americans. His name is Lucas Mateka. What did you know about Lucas Mateka in order to beat him on the backhand? Yeah, I didn't know a lot, a lot at all, to be honest. Uh, he obviously played really well that game. And uh, I just saw that, you know, he's a really big goalie. So maybe try and get him down on a fake and try and lift above his pad. I tried in overtime and couldn't get it up, but um, I thought if I kind of get him down on the ground, maybe go left to right, it would it would work, and you know, I got lucky, so it was nice. Things are working for you. Just tell me about the fact that you don't have an NHL hangover, like some players do when they come back to Major Junior. Why? Why have you been so consistent since returning? I mean, I think for me, it's just, um, you know, I was always kind of focused on coming back this year and, you know, being ready to play for the Rockets, not really necessarily playing for, like, the Capitals or anything like that, so I think maybe that's a little bit of the reason why, but um, I feel like I also put in a really strong summer and, um, you know, feel really confident with my game coming into it. So maybe that's a, a little bit of a factor as well. I know that Ross Mahoney, the assistant general manager of the Washington Capitals, is around Kelowna and you see him on the road a lot. He's watching you closely. Is that a good thing to know full well that he's in the stands, making sure that you're you're playing to the level he wants to see you play at? Yeah, definitely. Definitely keeps me on toes a little bit, but uh, <laughs> no, it's, it's good. It's really, it's really good to see that, you know, he's here and, um, you know, supporting me and, you know, watch me on the ice and, and kind of, uh, you know, it's always a support system too from him. So, um, you know, it's pretty cool to see him around the rinks uh, across the Western League, but, um, you know, it's, it's pretty cool, yeah. Andrew, you are the WHL Player of the Week. TJ Ginla also had a great chance to pick up the award, a teammate of yours. What have you seen from Iggy since he's come into the fold here in Cologne after playing last year in Seattle? Uh, he's a dynamic player in his own right. Yeah, he's unbelievable. I think it's, uh, you know, he's, showing he's always a highly touted player, and now it's just showing that, you know, when he gets the minutes and, he, and he's getting on the ice, uh, he can contribute, you know, with among the best of the league. So um, it's awesome to see him helping out the team. And, um, you know, he's a huge piece for us in the future. So, yeah, it's been awesome to see. This is his draft year. Do you give him any words of advice or he he can take care of, it, of himself? He knows what he's doing. <laughs> no, I think uh, the main thing is kind of just enjoy it. You know, it, it only comes once in your life. So, uh, you know, also not have not too much pressure on yourself. I think, 
just go out there and have fun and, and play the game and you know things will turn out the right way whether um, you know you go in the draft or not so yeah your team a whole lot better than last year a bit better than last year do you think you're you're off to a better start yeah I mean definitely a better start than last year so you know hopefully we'll do uh, you know more damage in the regular season than last year and um, you know we really like our group right now I think we're playing you know really good as of late so hopefully we can just keep that going and uh, you know have everybody contribute Andrew Crystal again the WHL player of the week you've seen Medicine Hat you've seen Swift Current you've seen some teams in the prairies do you like that the fact that you've seen some competition from the central does it mix it up a little bit rather than seeing Prince George Kamloops and even Vancouver night in night out yeah it's definitely nice to kind of see a different jersey on the ice um, you know the 16 year old year we only played teams in in our conference so it, it definitely got a little bit repetitive but it's definitely nice to see um, you know Medicine Hat and uh, you know teams from out east to kind of come into our barn and um, you know play them early in the season definitely helps with uh, you know everyone's morale and uh, kind of seeing a different jersey on the rink and the Rockets are headed out to Saskatchewan in December basing out of Moose Jaw have you ever played in Saskatchewan uh, what, what do you anticipate there <laughs> no I haven't I'm just anticipating the cold probably pack a couple jackets and uh, a lot of pants and socks so I think that's the main thing for me keep warm but uh, and I think everybody's excited for that to kind of get out east and see all the different ranks and uh, stuff like that and kind of bond as a group but yeah no I'm prepared for the colds Connor Bedard good buddy of yours uh, playing in the NHL right now what have you seen from him early uh, are you impressed yeah definitely impressed I mean he's playing in the NHL so it's uh <laughs> it's pretty cool and uh you know I've been watching him a lot and uh you know he still looks so dynamic and you know he's carrying the puck out there and um on the power play it looks like there's two guys hovering every time so it's uh it must be pretty hard for him to kind of find shots on the ice and stuff like that but uh you know it's been super cool to see him kind of grow and then play in the NHL for sure okay because he's up there you're down here do you commit back and forth at all is there any texting going on or you just want to leave him alone uh, a little bit of both I think for yeah. sure I think uh you know before the season started definitely a lot more and uh you know now just after games and stuff I'll you know text him if I see something he had a disallowed goal which was <laughs> not the best but uh you know after his first goal and stuff too it was definitely awesome to see so you know I texted him and stuff but um you know it's, it's pretty cool to have a friend like that in the, the NHL and kind of bounce ideas back and forth when you look at his first NHL career goal it wasn't that spectacular was it no yeah I don't think I would have predicted he'd get a wraparound goal uh, as his first one but uh you know they'll take it as it comes so uh you know it's pretty awesome to see that again congratulations on being the WHL Player of the Week. Thank you. John? Hey, and that's the show. I want to say a big thanks to our guests, Dan Marr, Roy Sommer, Andrew Crystal, and a special thanks to Regan in Kelowna again for his help. I'm John Keane. Thanks for listening. 